I think it's like different times for the two of you too, right? Yeah, it's 4 p.m. So yeah. Cool. That's when I'm sleepy as hell. That's when I'm like done. <laughs> That's when I'm same. I <laughs> yeah, I shift. <laughs> and I'm like 4 p.m. It's not that late. Whatever. That's just where yeah, my no. brain operates between these hours. That's what I've always liked. I've always said I'd rather have a 6 a.m. client than a 6 p.m. client. Like after five, do not talk to me. Like I'm no. done. There's, yeah. This is me shutting down time. This is like me drawing the curtains. Like, you know, this old like shops in the <laughs> bazaar that like they just pull everything down. Yeah. <laughs> carpets back in. Like the, the street is empty. There's just like. And like peeking from underneath one of the. Yeah. Lighters, there, like who's out the there? Like, well, yeah. No. Leave me alone. <laughs> get off my lawn yeah oh my god if any one of my clients messages me after 6 p.m i'm just gonna send them a meme that says get off my lawn like that's it but i message you at all times because i live in canada and i'm like hey i hope you're having a nice sleep uh here's my squad <laughs> yeah but then you get a reply later on yeah that's fine yes yeah, yeah. we've worked our system yeah <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Mon is my coach. She's currently my coach. So we're inter intertwined in many different ways. Yeah. Laura, uh, say you're next. Do you have a coach? Uh, I have one and I'm going to change her to Killian from next month. So. Oh, cool. Got it. Yeah. It, it's prescript in breeding, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. That that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> For the uh, listeners who don't know, we've all taken a course. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows at this point. It's like all, that, yeah. most of what we talk about, but we we are all in the prescript world. Prescript is a educational platform. It's a cult. Let's be honest. Company. It's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strong community, very strong culture, um, and uh, we've all taken courses by them. Yeah, and it's why we know. Um, what we know and we're as smart as we are and how we have all uh, crossed each other's paths and I'm in Canada Mons in Dubai and uh, Larissa's in Romania yeah. it doesn't sound so impressive when we say Romania you know <laughs> <laughs> what's that oh listen I live in Canada yeah. <laughs> Canada sounds fancy, very you know? Canada, it sounds fancy. You say, oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, Dracula, you know, <laughs> like uh, Romania, and that's the limit. <laughs> I'll say this... to a Canadian, Romania sounds extremely like lavish yeah. and um and like yeah, different and like it's probably the same thing to you as it is to me. Thank Romania, you. Honest, a faraway land. Don't diss Dracula, because like. I I I, I think I've told both of you this that like my friends are getting married in Romania. One of them is from Romania, and I was so close. I was so close to get them to get married in Dracula's castle. Like that would be my dream wedding. Obviously, it's their wedding, but it's mine. Um, I was so close to get them to get married in Dracula's castle, and the catering fell apart, so they didn't book it. And I'm just so mad at that because like you could sleep in coffins. Like, how cool does that sound? Maybe the bride and groom didn't care about that, but I needed that. And I didn't the care. catering fell apart. Like, they're, like, sacrificing animals and yeah. drinking blood. And they're like, no, actually, we just want, like, cake. <laughs> we can't bring humans into it. Uh, um, I, I feel like, without derailing the podcast, I feel like I need a little more context on Dracula's castle, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. We can also dive into fitness and coaching if you want to, too. Okay. Uh, there's an well, actual there... like dracula was a person existed and there is a castle that is is said to, to be his castle mm -hmm. okay one dracula of all time there's one it. person who we're saying is dracula mm -hmm. nosferatu is that the same thing it was a vampire uh, okay <laughs> okay cool hey, let's just... so, like okay, let's let, like dive let's, let's just <laughs> let, let's, let's go let's okay. unpack this from what i know Vlad the Impaler was actually like an actual person in history. Right. Mm -hmm. Now the Dracula yeah. stuff afterwards, like maybe embellished storytelling, but like he he was a person and he did have a castle in Romania, and uh, that is related to like Dracula's castle. Okay. That, yeah, is this that, like super annoying that we're bringing up Dracula to you, Larissa? <laughs> Are you like, oh my god, the Dracula thing again? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Is it like when people no, ask me about drinking? 
I'm like, no, we don't care <laughs> no about Drake. Drake nearly as much as the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, no, it's all, it's all good. I, I think Go we on. kind of forgot one thing, like, yeah, who was listening. We didn't get to actually really introduce Larissa. Should we just, like, let her introduce hmm. herself a little bit? Totally. Is Absolutely. It, I kind of hate this part, actually, because... Whenever I think of myself, like in another context or like other situation, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, you know, but then somebody literally asked me to introduce myself and I even forget my own name. So, yeah. What can I say? So, hi. How are you doing right now? Like, how are you? Your name and like, how are you doing in life right now? What's up? I'm very good, honestly. Like, I am stress-free from a corporate job. And I'm just focusing on my own passion and doing the thing that I love. And honestly, I'm just so grateful for this. So wow. I think this is what matters the most. Yeah. Because I used recent? to do like, uh, what? Sorry, I cut you off. Is that recent for you? The the corporate job to passion thing? Uh, no, it's been almost like a full year, but I'm still feeling the gratefulness. Yeah. I love So that. because when I was doing the online part in the beginning, I was actually having a full-time job as well so I was just trying to focus on finding out what I like because I was training myself for like over 10 years and doing crossfit and doing dances and jazz ballet and everything because like I like moving okay and people are always asking me like what do you do to keep yourself in shape you know so I was like okay screw this I'm just gonna get started and train people like I started with some friends and then word got around and I got, not to say famous because I'm not, but like people knew about me. So it was easy to train online. But then I felt like something was missing, okay? Like I didn't really understand when somebody was like, yeah, I don't know when I'm doing the squats, my back kind of hurts a little bit, like in this area, you know? And I was like, what do you mean? And then I was like, okay, how about I get certified and I learn more things, like not just for myself, because I knew things that will apply to myself, but not to others, okay? Because we don't have the same body, history, movement, ta ta ta. And then I get to the point when I'm like, okay, screw this corporate job. I don't have enough time for training. I'm just gonna go full in the gym, open my own company, do everything legal, and just start working with people. And now I don't have enough time to work with as much and as many people that would like to work with me. So that's what I'm mm. trying to transition again to the online part. Sweet. Yeah. Was that difficult and for you to uh, leave the corporate corporate comfy oh, safety? No. And... Oh, no. Uh, it was a relief, actually, because I don't like being told what to do. And I don't like being told when to do the things that I'm supposed to do. Like, if you give me my task, I'm going to do it. Don't pressure me. Don't try to micromanagement me or stuff like that because I'm going to get it done, you know? And I was just getting constant stress and uh, do that and why are not answering? And I'm like, I'm just, I don't know, like taking a shower. Can I do this? You know, like people just <laughs> don't understand boundaries. And I was like, no, it was such a relief to get rid of that. And <laughs> never again, honestly, no. <laughs> what was the job? Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, handling, I'm going to say like seven jobs in one because that's kind of accurate. So I was in charge of, um, their social media account, blog posts, quarterly reports, and also handling the events, like some PR for them. So I had like a lot of my play, like way too much and it wasn't worth it. Time-wise, knowledge-wise community wise because they were like a family you know speaking about trying to advertise a community that it's not there actually mm. so yeah but at least having my degree in marketing and some experience I will have absolutely zero problem in advertising my own website so that was hair flip that, for the listeners because there's no video for this podcast there was a double-sided hair flip there and I fucking loved it sorry continue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the next emoji, so, the double. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you me. mind um, giving, what What would you say to somebody who's like, I'm in a corporate job. I hate my life. I'm realizing that this isn't the way that I work. This isn't the way my body works. doesn't feel good to me. 
Um, but I'm scared as hell to leave and follow a passion or, or maybe I don't know what my passion is yet, or I don't know what the road is going to look like. Like, what would you say to somebody who knows in their heart that it's not right for them, but they're kind of falling under the societal pressure or whatever to stay? So exactly in the position I was reaching in actually. So I would actually just be like, just look in the mirror and try to give yourself a chance, like 100%. Like try to try to give your best in your passion, whatever that is, arts, music, fitness, or God knows what. And just try to give it 100% for six months, one year. And if that fails, <clears throat> you can say that at least you tried, okay? But if not, can I have my voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have your voice, yeah. <laughs> Take a sec to get your voice. Mm -hmm. hmm. <clears throat> One second, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. To give themselves a shot, but like a true one, not trying to find excuses or I don't have this phone and I don't have that camera to record myself and ta-ta-ta. Okay, like or just I won't be able to pay the bills. Like, what about rent? Mm -hmm. What about my family? Like, what about that kind mm -hmm. of stuff too? Yeah, because like, you're of like a safety net, so to say. Like any adult has at least five percent of financial education, and you know that you should save up bit by bit, not for an end goal, but just your safety net. Like if anything fails, you get fired or whatever. You should have a safety net. Okay, so. If you are in the situation in which you find yourself that you don't love what you're doing, you hate it, and you know deep down that I would be so good at being a yoga teacher, okay? Just try to live on that safety and focus on your yoga passion because if it's something that it's really your passion, then it's going to blow up because you're passionate and that sells. The market here in me has spoken. <laughs> yeah perfect let's end the podcast yeah. right there <laughs> i think like one point you made that i really like is the because i talked mm -hmm. about this a lot like having this idea of a buffer like as as any business like I, I think a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and they don't understand like you need shit can happen especially in like in our business like shit can happen like covid taught us that easily but in a lot of mm -hmm. businesses also uh, shit can happen. And now it's like chat GPT that shit that's happening is kicking a lot of people out of their job. Um, talking about AI and things like that, but we're not mm -hmm. going to go there. We're not going to go. There. But having that buffer and then, yeah, like I like okay, I have like six months in the bank that I can like, you know, survive on. And like, yeah, it'll be tough. I have to cut corners and stuff like that, but I won't be homeless and I wouldn't like, you know, have an empty stomach and stuff like that. And then really give something a chance. Like a lot of people are are really yeah. scared of that. And it's easy for us to sit here and say it, but also no, because we've kind of done it, all of us to a certain extent. We all had like a different job. Mm. We all took the leap of faith. And sometimes you fail, sometimes you don't. We're probably like lucky enough, but also done well enough to have made something out of it. And it's just that, like it's the idea of like if you want to make it work you can make it work i think like a lot yeah. of people sell themselves short or it's the fear that like due to the fear they make excuses yeah okay and mm -hmm. i the same thing is just like i'm going to relate it to clients and like especially because we all uh, pretty much deal with uh, uh like we train women and i've noticed this a lot is that when you ask them to eat more they're all scared like you know for the goals or anything else sometimes they have to eat more so i'm going to give like caveat of like even if their goal is weight loss sometimes maybe we need to make them eat more to yeah. then bring them back to weight loss but put that aside when you tell them that it's that fear of not knowing what's going to happen because they think if they eat more they'll go back to what they looked beforehand without realizing that they're training or doing anything else so like this if they eat more now, this is a new thing that's going to happen. And this fear of unknown prevents them from even giving it a chance. Same thing with the job. It's the fear of unknown that, like, if I quit, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And human nature is to always assume the worst. So we think, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen to me. It's going to be the worst thing that's ever, that, like, I'm going to die. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. I'm going to, like, but, like, it's a 50-50. Why don't you think about, like, the other side of the coin? 
what if it goes right and i've talked about like this idea of people should every time you think to yourself that what if it goes wrong you should immediately be followed by what if it goes right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me. Yeah. and like how many people on their deathbeds are like i wish i just like didn't care as much and just had fun with it and i wish that i did that thing like you know here i am and i wish i like wasn't so hard on myself and i wish i like really enjoyed life and lived it and went for it you know i think mm -hmm. that and you gotta you just uh whatever i don't want to just be like <laughs> you should do this or like you you gotta think this way but because i'm not sure that's like super helpful but you gotta trust yourself you gotta trust yeah. that like even if shit does go down you will be fine you will figure out a way you'll call your mom you'll call somebody you'll get a loan like you will figure out how to make money you'll sell your shit on ebay does ebay even exist anymore yes i think it does but you know facebook marketplace <laughs> <laughs> sell it on instagram or whatever like you will figure it out and you but you have to know that if you don't know that and if you don't work on that like thought the thought is like the seed right like i i won't be able to do this all fail i'm not worth living like a great life that is happiness if you like mm -hmm. dig out that seed and, and be like, I trust that I'm, I am a person who makes shit happen and I will make shit happen. Nothing in this world can like hurt me that bad, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's, like, that's what it was for me. I was like, I'm resourceful yeah. as fuck. I'll figure it out. Even if it fails, I'll figure it out how yeah, to survive, exactly. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll sell but, cookies on the wall. Like it's all worse. Literally anything. Yeah. Sell your socks to people who email you about your dirty gym socks. <laughs> Larissa, I'm not sure if you've gotten this email yet <laughs> in your journey. <laughs> There's like a person who emails people asking like to like give them money for oh, their dirty yeah. gym socks. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you've been there. You've been there, done that. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Like, yeah. Did you do it or what? No. I would do it. <laughs> I'm probably in Dubai right now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you think I'm in Dubai? Uh, uh huh. So we know that's your business, actually. This is my business. I yeah. sell socks all the time. I have colorful socks as well. Everyone who knows me knows that. So it's worth it. Selling socks. Yeah, guys, just follow your passion. Open an Etsy shop, sell scarves <laughs> or whatever. And if it doesn't work out, sell your socks to that guy who emails yeah. people. <laughs> what can go wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. You'll figure it out. And it's worth it. Because what yeah, else someone... are we doing? What else are we doing? Just sitting around mm -hmm. hating our experience? You know, just sitting around like knowing we can do something and not doing it? That's how I see it. But I'm also charged up a caffeine today. So Yeah, I was going to say that caffeine is really... <laughs> like... mm -hmm, it's hitting. <laughs> my, <laughs> my 9 a.m. Uh, clients, they get the, yeah. the best of the Vanessa show. Yeah. <laughs> It's that frequency, you know, it's just the right frequency that's peak. My uh, 6 a.m. clients would get that because it's like I, I wake up and I'm just like that nasty person who's like 100% when he wakes up. So, oh, like, my first cut, and before my, like, I normally would be the worst before the coffee. Like, I would be so hyped before that coffee because I think I was hyped to get the coffee. So, that's why, like, my 6 a.m., right. like, just, I was okay. like, yeah, you don't want to see me at this time. Hey, shout out Ryan. Every time he saw me at 6 a.m., he was like, Marlon, I can't with you. And he works in HR and he was like, if I if you were working for me, you'd be fired. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> cool. That's what we're going for. Okay. Romania left a corporate job following the passion, doing the online thing and then in person and now switching back to online because of rapid and exponential growth. That's so amazing and awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us more about that. What's that like? What's it's it like so, being famous? What? <laughs> so what's it like being so, famous? Well, you know, you get to have cookies on the wall and yeah. 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 Kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like very grateful that I got to have the um, in-person experience because I had the chance to meet like so many and amazing women. Like I have clients starting from 13 years old to 47 and I get to see them in each stage and how different they are or the things in which they are like and it just amazes me mm -hmm. and the fact that 
my client who's now 47 can jump and move better than the one who's 13. Now that's something we have to worry about in the future because I'm going to be that person who's going to say like kids nowadays, <laughs> they yeah. don't move as much as we did, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I had the chance to see like their lives change. Like I had a female who just had trouble just getting up the bed in the, from the bed in the morning, you know? And then she got pregnant. And then you can imagine that's even heavier on the body. And she was so relieved when she came to the um, training session once. And she was just smiling and so happy. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, you don't understand. Like, I feel so free. Like, I can move and nothing hurts. And, you know, just getting to experience that, it literally, it's like a battery charger for me. Like, when I get to see their faces and I get to feel their happiness, it's just like a, I lighten up like a light bulb literally mm. yeah, I love so that I have full body chills that's amazing yeah thank you <laughs> what do you find like well Ma, on you go oh okay mm. <laughs> so I can gather what the question was too <laughs> right. uh no I did uh one thing that you said kind of start a different conversation like a uh, thought process sorry for me it's a conversation I was having with my friend Dad, and uh, I'm in. I'm on this uh, rant about spectrum. Like I've been talking about spectrums a lot. Like everything's on the spectrum to me. That I'm probably on the spectrum. But uh, we were talking about like this, the gap between healthy people and unhealthy people, as like because you said like, oh, I'm worried about children. It's gonna grow bigger and bigger because we were talking about the future, and I was saying that like. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable because like obviously science and like our knowledge of the human body and everything else is just improving so much and nutrition recovery everything else biohacking that you'll have 80 year olds who will be so fit right like people will be in their 70s and 80s and they'll still be like so fit because we were the goal was like we were talking about how what we want to be like in the future but also on the other end of the spectrum because of like you know as you said like kids who are not moving at all and everything else There'll be some people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s who are super fit, and there'll be people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s who are really messed up, right? And this gap, like, as as technology improves or whatever, like, you know, as, as we go along, I feel like this gap is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, like, the example you gave, like, a 47-year-old woman who's given birth to a child and everything else, moving so well and, like, jumping and feeling free in her body, moving better than a 13-year-old. And that's a little bit alarming. It's amazing, like for the 47 year old, but it's also amazing, like what we can achieve. But also, the opposite of that is the other side of the coin to that is like how far we can fall down as well. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. everything we talk about eventually gets grim. We're all dying, but at least let's mm-hmm. die healthy or like be able to move. So, yeah, I'm down with that thought. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what it was in Vanessa's coffee, but I've had some too, so let's go. Hell yeah. (laughs) That Gemini season vibe. Talky, talky, talky. Yeah. Well, where do we go next? Yeah. What about you? What's up with you? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What what's what do you mean? What's up with me? In the morning and, yeah, and you just look forward to it. Like, oh man, that's, a, that's a great question. Does it have to be about my job? <laughs> it can be about there, anything. <laughs> great, because it's not really. I mean, it is, but um, I, I, what gets me up in the morning and what do I like? So, like, it's interesting. This is just something I've been thinking about lately. Like, how we like really hang on to times in our day. Like I really love coffee time. I love morning. I wake up two hours before I have to leave my house so I can like do whatever I want to do. And like medit- I get up early just so, you know, my partner's still asleep. I have the house to myself. I sit outside. I meditate. I do. I drink coffee. But I've found like I'm really like clinging to that moment. And like a few hours later, I'll be like, oh, man, I wish it was like morning and I was drinking my coffee again. Like that was so nice. And so just like learning to enjoy like each and every 
part of my day, whatever it is. Cause like, I also really love sleeping and I also really love like being on the couch and watching TV and being lazy at night after work. And so it's like, I'm trying my vibe right now is just like being, being in the moment, I guess, but like more so like really just like appreciating and being present in life and not clinging to like really good moments or like, it's the kind of the same thing if you're like having a terrible bad day or like a bad mental health day or like a low day and you're like, Oh, I wish it was like yesterday and yesterday I felt so great and awesome. And it's like, no, like what is there, what is there about this really shitty day that like might be kind of cool? Like maybe I get to walk around kind of grumpy and I don't have to be everything for everybody today. Or like, maybe I get to like go home early or like whatever it is. Um, and that's just like a very specific example of my life, but, um, what gets me up every day is just like living, uh, living each day. That sounds so, <laughs> that sounds so lame, but you know what I mean? Like really like, okay. Um, and something like, that yeah, I kind of, yeah, yeah. And like each one is just, I guess like slowing down a little bit, also not putting a ton of pressure on each day to be incredible and amazing. Um, and, um, other, like, I guess more business geared stuff, um, learning that I can't help every single person in the whole world and that, um, learning that the people who want to be helped and the people who, um, want to engage with the process are the people. That's not to say the people who can't or aren't in the place to engage with the process, um, I can't still coach, but just kind of learning the differences between those two types of people and learning how I operate with them in order to keep my energy peak um, where it needs to be. And there's something about and addressing my own shit, my own like stuff that I'm projecting onto onto clients who um, maybe aren't in the right place for what we're doing and having those conversations with them is, I think, like my new thing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. says right. a million things and then says if that makes sense that makes <laughs> that's sense. my toxic trait my it's toxic trait is that <laughs> it's the same as like not to not to be offensive but <laughs> yeah absolutely sense. absolutely no but it did make sense because i realized like i literally live my day for that morning oats like i'm having i'm excited for my morning oats i have my morning oats and then afterwards every minute i'm counting to go back to my morning you're oats sad about it <laughs> can't <laughs> wait till like, tomorrow morning again yeah like yeah totally absolutely everything's in between like it's like fixed for it pardon i feel like when i'm talking it's a bit like late yeah, I think we'll it is. Yeah. Reaction, so yeah, okay. That just talk sense. anyway. Just do it anyway. Yeah. yeah, just go for it. Charge through. We'll stop. Yeah, no, I was just saying that I cannot eat oats anymore because when I was very, very, very skinny, I was trying to force myself to eat more and oats were the thing to go. Like I used to have three bowls of oats per day with protein and all the toppings. And now whenever I just smell it, I'm like, nope, nope, yep. take it away. Yeah, that's not for you. <laughs> no. We no, talked about I'm... that on the last podcast, actually, yeah, about like did. food we... aversions and your body's like reaction to certain foods or even your mind's reaction to certain foods that like translates in your body. It's so wild, eh? Did um, that serve I... you at one point? Was it working at one point for you and then it stopped? Or like, how did that go? Because everybody has yeah. this, I feel like. It, it was working pretty well. Like I managed to get from 43 kilograms to 51. So like four kilograms in like two months. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. But after that, I was just thinking like, is it worth it? Because in the, in the last week, I would just eat it like literally like holding up my nose so I don't smell mm. it. And just like really, really <laughs> fast just to get the extra calories it was it was a nightmare literally i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie yes we won't take you back so, there <laughs> and so that weight gain that you, your goal obviously was to gain a bit of weight or a bit of size like how did that like go for you because again the conception is that nice. if you eat three <laughs> bowls of much. oats a day yeah. most people you tell most women especially you tell eat three bowls of oats a day they're like oh my god like i had a client message me once and be like is it okay that i'm having two sandwiches in a day and I was like, oh my God, like, just curious, like, why, 
why this question? And she was like, well, like I figure if I, I can only have like two pieces of bread a day, like four pieces of bread is too many pieces of bread. Right. And I'm like, Oh no, girl. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. The amount of stuff you hear are just, I had a yeah. girl once and she was like desperate in trying to fit in her wedding dress. And so she had an online coach, which no, we're not going to talk about her, but she told her basically that if she wants to burn the extra fat, she should first thing in the morning have a glass of water, warm water, with eight spoons of sunflower oil in it and just chug it up on empty stomach. For what? So, you know, she explained it to her that the oil actually would burn her fat body. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. Science. <laughs> That escalated quickly. I thought it was like to make her poop or something, or like I don't know, like that. Like it was, yeah. Wow. No. Cool. It didn't mm-hmm. work. I'm assuming. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume it didn't work. Okay. Cool. Just <laughs> checking. That's so what did what did you do for this client? Caveat what, to that. What did you change? Can I just say something? I I'm trying to make sense of this dumb dumbassery. All right. And I all well, I can don't think do of, that. It doesn't make any I, sense. I don't know. I can think energy. of one thing that like. It's a waste of energy, but I also can think of one thing that could have happened is like having that much oil in the morning is like, you know, high in fats probably could delay um, hunger. Calories. Yeah, it's calories in, but also it could fill up the stomach. So like delaying hunger for a little so. That person. No, I meant eating less calories. They just eat. Oh yeah. Fucking full of sunflower oil. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're full of sunflower oil. It's like they just don't want to eat anything. So then it affects their total calorie intake on the day because like maybe that will prevent them from having like normally they would have breakfast and like something like that but right it's like done. bulletproof coffee like so yeah it, it's it's still not it's not the right way to do it i was just trying to figure like be like i can see why they did it but totally. i don't agree with why they did it well, poor girl, she didn't find you. She'd just be like any time in her life after the wedding that she wants to lose weight. She's just downing sunflower, sunflower oil. oil like, yeah. Still like, why am I still like getting nowhere and don't feel any better about food or my body or anything? Yeah. And I used to be skeptical about posting on Instagram the things that I eat because I don't want people to think that just because I eat like that and I look mm-hmm. like this, you're going to look like this if you're going to eat like me, you know? But totally. this actually helped her because she was like, I just saw a reel and you were like enjoying some pasta. And I was like, oh my God. So if a personal trainer eats, pa- eats pasta, does that mean that I'm okay to eat pasta? And I was like, mm-hmm. girl, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel the yeah, exact so- same way. I felt kind of weird about it at first too. Um, or I was really paranoid and fearful of like people with eating disorders viewing my content or like, I just really wanted to be like super, like not, not fuck anybody up basically. Um, but I remember like Mm -hmm. a a bunch of my clients and a few followers were like, thank you for posting what you eat. It's like so cool to see visually, like how much you eat and like what kinds of foods, like I, I would never have thought to like, I could have a wrap for lunch. I didn't think I could have a wrap, you know, with, or like with that much meat in it or like whatever. Right. So a lot of people were like, thanks for doing Like it was cool to see visually, but I I know what you mean. It's a tough, it's a tough line to toe though. You got to you you do have to be considerate in, in some ways, but for a lot of people they are like, I just don't know how to make this stuff or like, I don't know what to pick in the grocery store. So it's cool to see that you put red peppers there, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what did you do for that wedding client? What did you do for the, the bride uh, client? She, I'm assuming she stopped working with sunflower oil person and then started working with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then what did you, what did you do for her? How did you get her out of that? I just wanted to to make it clear to her for the first that you have to take baby steps. Like I cannot just take her and be like, okay, so you have to have three meals and one snack or two snacks. And you have to have this much grams of carbs and protein and fats because she'd just be like lost, scared, and probably would try to do it for one month and then just quit and be like, I'm such a failure. Okay. So I just got her slowly to understand that it's okay to eat, first of all. Uh, she quit the sunflower thing in the morning before started working with me. So that's that's a plus. But I just got her slowly to have, at first, just two meals a day and one snack because she would have, like, just one. And that's all, the whole day, no snacks, no nothing. 
So it was very nice to see her get, because I get pics from my clients, okay, like with what they eat, just so I can know like if they had enough food today to, I don't know, do the legs workout, you know? And when I saw her that she was just starting to upload more pictures with food, I was like, hey, is this like a second meal? She was like, yeah, finally, because I felt hungry in the first time after two months. And I think it was the lack of pressure that made her to understand that it's okay to eat because I didn't put pressure on her. Like, like, where are 20 grams of protein today? What did you do? Chug up a whey protein shake right now, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that patience and understanding it's it's the key. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And meeting people where they're at, right? Okay, yeah, this exactly. is where she's at. I'm not going to meet her way down here, down the line. I'm going to meet her like right here. Let's yeah, try not eating like, sunflower oil in the morning. Mm-hmm. Let's try, yeah. <laughs> be like, but she was like, okay, but what are you eating? And how many calories do you have? And I was like, that's not important right now because your goal is not my goal. And my goal is not yours because I want to gain muscles. You want to lose some weight, not muscles, just like weight in general, okay? And so I was like, <laughs> oh, like yeah you see like she was starting to understand the whole process and everybody has different needs wants and therefore that's why you should eat like how it suits your body and not mine for example okay just like mahan is with oats like i couldn't start to eat oats now just because he does it and i want to be like mahan you know and so i'm just gonna i don't know puke in the morning but hey i eat oats you know yeah yeah it's uh that's huge i have so many clients especially women who are like yeah but how many calories do you want me eating it's like no 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 remember what Mm -hmm. we agreed upon we agreed upon this you're gonna do these two things right now for a bit (laughs) for a bit oh there's no point in me giving you all of the answers right now there's no point you won't it won't compute it won't sink in so like just please just focus on these things try it for a bit and we'll check it in a couple weeks you know but it's like how many calories Okay. there's uh, i was talking yeah. about this with one of my clients uh the concept of follow the monkey i talked about it a couple of times i don't know if, you, if, if i haven't you guys are in for it right um, i've definitely heard it but it's fine yeah. i like it yeah, yeah. so i because i i've had this conversation with my clients and always i i get these things like that people look at others in isolation like your clients can look at the world, like you look at you even, or like someone on Instagram, and like they go the, with these dialogues of, I wish I had legs like her, or I wish I had like, I wish my arms looked like her, or I wish my abs looked like that. They take that person and take one part of that person in isolation, and they just want that, right? Without looking at the full picture and understanding that like, okay, first just look at this, the physiology and anatomy of this person. If you're like, a five foot two looking at someone who's like a five foot eight or five foot nine and you want a body like that you're not gonna have that body because like they just like they just take more space (laughs) you know they're just taller than you their physiology is different let's talk about like forget about genetics background um all of those things you can't take anything out of isolation now how long has this person been training what are the priorities in life? Can they prioritize eating the same way and training the ways that they have to do to maintain these things? And can you do that? A lot of people like just take things out of like with like out of um, order or isolate these goals, and they're like, it just is. It, it's a little bit um, counterproductive to what they want from their body to do, and that's where like follow the monkey comes along. It's just like find some at least if you're gonna do that because I don't think you can stop them. And if you're going to look at someone, I cannot look at Haftor Bjornsson, who's like six foot nine and weighs 440 pounds. And I'm only saying these for some reason, because I've been around North American people and you guys use like pounds and kilograms. He's 210 centimeters, because that makes sense to me. I just say six foot nine because like most people don't get when I talk in centimeters, but then I realized actually centimeters rule. But he's 210 centimeters. I love the way you say and, centimeters. That's great. I could listen to that all day. <laughs> how did I say that? Damn it, now I'm conscious of how I said it. Uh, no, say it again. 2.10 meters now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he weighs like a competition time. He weighs 220 kilos. And then I can, I, if like me looking at him, be like, you know what? I wish I could deadlift like half to once. Mm. 
Like I can't, right? Like it's being realistic. But if I follow the monkey, I find someone who just like kind of is around the same height as me, maybe has around the same built as me, and then I can because success leaves breadcrumbs. Or like, you. There's definitely. Or yeah, yeah. Or obviously, you use like, you. Compa- yeah. like I always mm-hmm. compare myself to me. But I'm saying like if you want to follow breadcrumbs of success, yeah. Like follow that the monkey that looks the closest to you. I can't be a chimpanzee and look at a gorilla. <laughs> So I'm true. really going down this analogy rabbit hole but yeah so the uh, the idea of isolation well, don't do look best. at people in isolation right <laughs> I, I just go yeah. analogy after analogy i'm bad i'm i do that constantly with my clients um and if you're going to be jealous be jealous you have to be jealous of the entire picture if you're going to be jealous of somebody you're going you have to conceptualize like the sleepless night like if you're jealous of elon musk you have to be jealous or willing to do literally everything that he does to get there. And a lot of people mm. aren't willing to do that. It's the same thing with bodies and health and everything. It's like, okay, I want her, but like, cool. Like, that's great. But like, you don't like all of the work, mental, emotional, um, physical, spiritual, psychological work that that person has done to get where they are, like, and time, effort, energy, saying no to certain things, um, making it their top priority, you know, or people who step on stage, like, I'm not willing to do half the shit those people do, you know, so I don't. Saying yes to certain things. Yeah, yes, yeah, and some people are on drugs, yeah, totally. (laughs) And I'm not willing to do that either, you know, so it's like, but if I were, then maybe I could, I could have that, you know. There's also something I'm noticing in my clients too, like, or like um, a couple clients recently, especially women, they're like, I just want you to look at my nutrition. Like, I I want to know what's wrong with my nutrition. Just please like look at, and it's like, and you know, I've, I've given them either like smaller goals or like smaller targets to hit, or let's get like at least a hundred grams of protein this week or like whatever it is. And like, okay, but I just want you to look at my nutrition. Like my nutrition is not good. Like there's something wrong with my nutrition and what I've been doing this entire time. And that's why. And most of the time, these handful of people I can think of anyways, I look at their law. I use my fitness pal to have my clients track their food. Uh, they're, they're eating the healthiest shit in the whole world. It's avocado toast and oats and, and protein shakes and chicken breast and salad and rice. And like, it's like the most whole food diet in the whole world, but they're like, there's something wrong with my, with what I'm eating. You know, one food is making me end up here. What food is it? I need you to tell me what it is, you know? And it's like generally, or, or I'll ask, I tend to ask people now I've learned with nutrition, asking them how they think it's going. Like, Hey, how'd your nutrition go this week? And they'll give me this big, long story. But like, Oh, I went to a barbecue. I really fucked it up. Or I went out with my friends. I, I didn't feel like, I think I just, I, it wasn't a good day. I, I ate way too much, or I really fell off track on that day. And I go and look at it and it's like, absolutely, totally fine. And they're, if, if they're on macros, they're totally within their macros. And I'm like, Hey, take a look at this day, this day, this day, this day, they all look great. You hit your macros this week you're doing fine. I don't know if you guys experience that too, but I really love to like start with what they think happens and then, and then mm-hmm. they'll be like, Oh, okay, cool. And it's like, yeah, so you can live your life and go to that barbecue and do the thing. Cause you did it last week. You know, I think that's very, it's, it's fascinating to me. I do it too. <laughs> you know, we need an objective, you know, <laughs> Mahan, don't you dare give me those eyes. <laughs> 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 I saw the eyebrow raise. I do it too. I'm guilty of it too. That's why you need an objective party. And that's why you need data and information. And and to just start to, even if you're not doing data information, you're taking pictures of your food, just starting to be aware of what is actually happening. And um, and yeah, I don't know where that lands with you guys, but that's just something I'm thinking about lately too. Mm-hmm. And just like understanding the balance between uh, between your meals and your food, like, it's a, somebody asked me if it's okay for them to have a slice of cake on their actual birthday. And I was like, are, are you kidding? They want permission. You, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, permission granted, what the actual mm-hmm. So Yeah, but it's just because they're so scared and they, I think they're used to coaches being just like very, very strict and like, oh my God, no, don't you dare unless it's gluten-free and sugar-free and vegan and made out of, I don't know, weed. I don't know. It's just not that kind of weed. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... It's all it's other coaches or themselves too, right? Because whenever they've tried it on their own, they're like, okay, no more cake on your birthday. Okay, Mm -hmm. no more this, no more that. And like, how long does that last? We all know that, right? (laughs) This is why under eating doesn't work long term. This is why 
um, telling yourself that certain foods are completely off limits forever. Um, it doesn't work long-term. It's why all these things don't work long-term. And even if you have it, like the, the, another analogy that I like, like the, the calories and bank account, right? I'm assuming at least all of us, at least at one point, like went out with our friends or like in a university or something like, you know, girls night, boys night, someone's night, I don't know birthday night and you you get you start getting you know you start having a birthday out. night tomorrow night baby hey. <laughs> hey. i'm living it i'm living this life <laughs> there you go right and you start like one drink in your two drinks in three drinks in and then you like blackout and the next morning you wake up and you Take look at your bank account out. and you're like oh my god i spent so much money right on like alcohol without needing to that doesn't mean you your late life is over that doesn't mean like you just went bankrupt then you literally mm -hmm. go like, all right, I spent so much time or so much money on alcohol last night. I'm going to just cut down some expenses for the rest of the month. As this mm -hmm. nutrition, one bad day of nutrition is the same yeah. thing. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, okay, uh, we're dead. We're done. Diet over. I fucked I'll... it up anyway. Let's spend the yeah, rest of my money tonight. Let's eat the uh, rest of the box of cookies because I already had a row of them. You know, I'm it's the same thing. Anyways. Yeah. But then you just compound it. Like this idea of compounding nutrition. I think a lot of people like we've fear mongered them into like thinking that, um, the moment they eat something and then like if it represents like without again we, you talk about like data information or like what it actually means they think like the moment they have it it's just going to magically turn into weight and like the more the next morning they weigh themselves and they're like oh my god now i'm 60 like eight kilos and the last time i weighed myself was four years ago and i was like 62 and i must have like i've gotten fat uh, mm -hmm. no um, i don't think any of us also doesn't look at their bank account every four years right like you need to know how much is in them mm. like so keeping track of data like be it calories or money or anything else very important and it's just like as we said you'll be fine you won't die like, and oh, if you did then you had food allergies it's fine <laughs> no i love it when they forget that um so i have like a few females in their moms right like obviously um and they're just like, yeah, but, you know, like five years ago, I'd be like 45 kilograms. And I'm like, yeah. And then in the meantime, you had three kids. Like, can we not forget mm -hmm. about that? Can we not mm -hmm. forget how much your body changes in, I don't know, like five years? Like, come on. And having three kids, it's mm -hmm. not like a small thing to do. I mean, it's like, oh, well, I have this one right here, like a teddy bear. Does it count? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. and it's yeah. <laughs> When I used to be a teenager, like I was 45 kilograms and my body was popping and my legs were so skinny and fit and I don't know. And I'm like, okay, All yeah, the like, boys were congrats after to me. you, but mm -hmm. <laughs> now I'm married with five kids, with five kids around. <laughs> yeah, but no, like we have to be aware of what point we are in our lives and like mm -hmm. just be rational about it because I cannot compare myself now with Larissa from high school okay because i had no worries back then my parents were paying for the food i had to sleep like as much as i can i don't know my only worry was to go to school and have good grades like now we have responsibilities we're adults and we have to be aware of that as well like you cannot compare yourself to my client who's 14 years old and she looks like this like she's very skinny and you want to be like her but you forget that you're a mom you have i don't know you have to do things around the house you want to get some time with your children maybe with your husband or whatever and then you don't have as much time to just cook very very healthy or just go to the gym each day and stuff like that so that's very important as well to take into consideration mm -hmm. women's bodies literally change constantly my body's i haven't even had kids and my body's changing constantly all the time whether it be year to year whether it be month to month whether it be throughout the day like I, I once had a client be like, I'm really bloated at nighttime. Like, is that bad? I'm like, you have how many hours of food in your body at that point? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You just ate a nice big dinner, like sleep it all. Like, and, and, but I think a lot of people, and this is maybe a whole other conversation, but I've noticed a lot of people feel bad or shameful when they feel full and bad and shameful mm -hmm. when they feel bloated. 
being mm-hmm. bloated says nothing about who you are and your worth and like how good you're doing at anything in life. Being bloated is a normal side effect of eating food or being a woman who's has a menstrual cycle. I get wildly yeah. bloated when I'm on my, I look like I'm pregnant. I took a video. Yeah, I might same. It. yeah <laughs> it's wild, you know, and I'm just like, cool. That's, this is just, and of course, and that's changed over my life too. I used to not get period symptoms at all. And now they're like, great, you know, so it's like shit changes constantly. What are you going to do about it? And what are you going to do with it, you know? And are you going to shame yourself and guilt yourself about it? Or are you going to, like, have some compassion and understand that bodies just do these things? Some days you're bloated. Some days you're not. It's That's, like, zoom out. It's not about that. And it says nothing about your worth or, like, who you are. I think that's where people get tripped up. They get down that rabbit hole of, like, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And about your client with the skinny 14-year-old. Also, that skinny 14-year-old does her genetics. That's her body. Her parents probably look the exact same. That's her body. You know, that's like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, like skinny, isn't like the paradigm that we're all working off of. That's just like how some bodies present themselves. So it's like, what are you going to do with your body where it's at? Um, if you want to make it the best you, it can be, do it, totally do it, you know, but there's no, no sense in comparing yourself to another like genetic code and like skeletal structure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kids are, especially if they're going through puberty and stuff, like if, there hasn't been something really crazy going on they're lanky they're always like like they're just mm. normally like sticks like you know they're just literally growing into their own body like that's why we well, have not everybody language. though yeah but major, like Hashtag mostly, not all kids, like, not all kids. <laughs> uh, but like the, like the, this idea of like growing into your body and like if you if they're in those years of like you know puberty so many things like you said changes happen in those years even more like mm. it it just can be so wild so like the I think the point that you said like having reference points is very important where you are in time like setting reference points on this spectrum I told you I'm going to bring it back where you are in this spectrum and like where, where, where were you before where are you going to go next it's just like all these like again don't look at things in isolation I've had so and you guys know this I have so many people who come and tell you that they need to lose weight because they're attached to a weight like yeah it's such a weird yeah. like yeah i need to i need to lose five kilos why because i want to be 60 kilos why because the last time i was 60 kilos i looked like this so they have that image mm-hmm. and they uh, associate like all right so when i was 60 kilos this is how i look so if i get to 60 kilos that's how i'm going to look like but they don't get mm-hmm. like the, this change in between that like you, you literally can be a very skinny six-year-old six-year-old sorry very skinny 60 kilos kind of muscular 60 kilos and a fat 60 kilos because i've been all of them like i've been like beer belly 70 i've been like a martial artist 69 kilo fighter and i've been a 70 kilo person who just like was weight doing weights and like just looked a little bit because he had a little bit more muscle looked bigger than he was actually and like it's just again like that those reference points are a little bit skewed for people like they just associate like this to that yeah and, uh, with people I, who are close to their goal weight, I say like, what if your body looked the exact same as it does right now? And you woke up weighing 120 pounds, like you want to weigh, like, is, is the work done? And they're like, well, no, cause I still want muscle and I want less belly fat. I want this and this and this. It's like, okay, cool. You're pretty close to that number on the scale anyway. So like, maybe it's not actually the number. It's the appearance that you want, the feeling in your body and like all of that feeling in your clothes. Like, why don't we just go with that? Or like, why don't you just go with like actionable, also, you don't have to weigh yourself. Nobody has to weigh yourself. If you don't like it, if it fucks with your head, like you don't have to do it. Take measurements, take progress pictures, take action. I think a lot of people feel like they're in control when they're weighing themselves every day or every month or whenever they feel like doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like that is controlling my weight. Just knowing that number is what is controlling the weight. And like it's that's not true. What controls your weight is the actions and the habits that you take every single day toward that goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're scared of not weighing themselves because they feel like they'll go off, they'll gain a ton of weight if they stop weighing themselves, right? And it's like, those aren't connected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God forbid, (laughs) if it goes up a little bit, then immediately they need an action for it. Like they could just go like, all right, now I'm going to go do more, 20 more minutes of cardio. Or eat a box "Mm -hmm." of cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Or or the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like, we've talked about this this is just data information you're collecting it but we're not using it to make like well they're not using it to make decisions like weight is a good it's just good data it's good information because it can tell us if we're if we're like if the goal is to go up are we on that 
upward trajectory or are we on that downward trajectory? But it's not complete because it doesn't tell us the whole picture. Like that, that's where you said, like pictures, measurements, how you mm-hmm. fucking feel about your body. Like that, that's a that's an underrated thing. Like a lot of like especially again with women, that throughout the day, how your body looks, also how you feel about your body changes. Because I know it does for men. Like it does have like I'm a god in the morning and then like I'm a slob in the evening. But I just know. <laughs> I, I didn't know, like, like, I wake up and, like, I just had, like, I've, I've slept for eight hours, nothing's in my system, I've had my oats, and I go to the gym. When I come back home, guess what? I look the best that I've done. And then I'm going to sit behind this laptop and talk to people on the internet until I go back to sleep, and I'm just, like, slouched and just, like, literally slowly melting. When I go to sleep, I'll just <laughs> look the worst, right? But totally. If I just look at that at night and just, again, like, take it out of context and be like well oh this is how i look so this is who i am and start associating that with uh, what i want to get out of my like whatever journey that this is then it'll be mm-hmm. like yeah oh, okay nice to meet you i'm gonna legally change my name to blog <laughs> can we also just say like people stop weighing yourself at the gym yes can we say that please. stop fucking weighing yourself at the gym in the middle of the afternoon I see so many women look so upset and hurt. I've definitely said this on the podcast before, but like in the middle of the day, after a workout sometimes, we'll go to the scale, step on it, sigh, look completely defeated and step off of it. Yeah. You you have stomach contents in your body. You've probably eaten one or two meals. You've probably just worked out. There's inflammation going on because of the workout. You drank a bunch of water during your workout. That is translating on the scale. It's not the way to weigh yourself. Just because you just worked out doesn't mean that you burnt body fat because of that workout, you know, and the scale will register as lower. That's not how it works. It's it's very easy to to fall into these traps, you know, even as a coach or as a normal being, I don't know, just casually doing all these things, even with the pictures or with the kilograms, with the weight and with the uh, weighting yourself after the workout and stuff like that, it's very easy to fall into the trap. And that's why I think it's very important for people to realize that you need a capable coach. So, because otherwise you're just gonna be stuck right there, like weighting yourself every morning. You had a bit of water and then you go on the scale and you're like, God damn it, 100 grams plus. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. So that's it. It's very important to choose your coach wisely mm-hmm. and to actually know something about him or her. Like, for example, I do a first session in which I just talk to the person. We don't do anything. I just want to get to know her, her to know me, see if we have the same vibe, how we get it all, so on and on and stuff like that. Because you can't just get someone like, okay, like 100 squats and random bullshit exercise that I see at my some of my colleagues and be like one hour of just squats and some crunches and then the client wonders Sounds oh like fun. just kidding <laughs> results yeah exactly you know <laughs> so it goes like it's I mean it's not their fault the coaches because it works for them it's the person that pays for that service falls actually because you should know better for yourself or want better or just look around and be like, hey, that person looks better than she did three months ago. I wonder why, you know? And we're notoriously bad at self-reporting and being aware of exactly what we do. Like so many women are like, I actually, I like, I don't eat that much. I don't know what's going on. Like I'll have like a salad for lunch and I don't eat that much. And then that they're not, or they skip meals entirely and snack throughout the day. And what that does is only makes them hungrier, makes them overeat. Um, They're not any closer to their goals. And they're like, but I don't eat that much. But it's like, and of course, there's many different camps of people, but like, that's something you see a lot too, right? Or even me, even if I stop tracking for a bit or like am off on my routine and like miss a meal, I'm like, man, I'm so snacky. I'm like finding all these, you know, it's like, oh, right. I haven't had my protein yet today. Let's eat protein at the next meal, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I think that we're, we're so bad at, at understanding our actions or understanding how consistent we've been, or you'll have clients who are like, you know, I'm not seeing the results. And it's like, cool. Let's like, take a look back in your training logs, you know? Oh, you missed this week. And you missed this week as well. You did one workout this week. You missed the previous week as well. And they're like, I thought I'd been training this whole time, you know? So like things like that, it's like, cool. Well, let's just get back on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I just and they're like, okay, great. You know, you just have those conversations. You meet each other. It's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Now I'm clear on what I need to be doing, and and thank you for shining. We just shine light 
on things. Hey, look at this. Hey, take a look at this. You know, remember I Mm -hmm. asked you to do this and like, this hasn't quite happened yet. So maybe we'll go back there and like work on that. And they're like, cool. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone's listening to this, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there. Like um, maybe at some point, especially sometimes I get triggered. If our language was a little bit harsh, I just want to like make this clear to anyone. Cause like, I'm sure all three of us have done this as well. The mistakes you made are not a problem at all. Like these questions that you asked you like awesome. We were like, oh, can you believe she asked like two, can I have a slice of cake or something like that? It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And sadly it, it's everywhere. And it is out there. And if you're like to be honest, with the amount of information that's out there, it's a miracle that people are not even worse than they are right now. Cause like everyone, every charlatan is trying to sell people something. So if you've done this, don't feel uh, like even the way we use the language, it's nothing against you. And like, if you've done it, it's not a problem. Um, understanding that so there are so many paths that you can take and that that's the, where like people get confused. It's like everything can work if it's done properly. One caveat that I would give to anyone who's listening to this is if your coach tells you something that sounds very extreme, it probably is extreme and it's something that you shouldn't be doing. Like, just mm-hmm. I'm going to put it like, obviously, there's going to be so many layers to it. But if it really sounds extreme to you, that probably is not the right thing for you. That, that was like, mm-hmm. if I had to give put one thing out in the internet that helps people pick the right coaches, if they're telling you something really outrageous, don't listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They tell you Do water you guys and oil. <laughs> Jesus. Would you mind if we would like close with an interesting idea or something like that because you're gonna hate me for this but my phone battery is at 13 percent right now oh no okay yeah (laughs) we're so down so let's just think of something very smart but insightful but not me but wise as well That's so much pressure. <laughs> but no pressure as well. No yeah, pressure, and I'll say too, like, we, I just, I'll speak for myself. I just talk shit on this podcast. So, and like my, I just need to end that thought too. My clients who do the best with me are the ones who message me like, hey, can I have cake tonight? It's my birthday. And we talk about it. The ones who like say like, hey, like, I had a client mm-hmm. the other day be like, I stopped filling out your your feed, your check-in form because it's like 14 questions long and I can't do that. And I was like, I had no idea it was 14 questions long. That's not the way my brain works. And I have however many other clients who fill it out every single week. But like, thank you so much for letting me know that that isn't working for you and that's why you're not doing it. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, this is an important part of the coaching pro- uh, process. You telling me like, hey, that doesn't quite work for me. I'd love another way. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, thanks like it was like they they'd been keeping it from me for a few weeks or something and and i see this person in person so i'm like we check in weekly multiple times so it's fine and she was like okay cool great you know it's like yeah that's what this is about people messaging you those like this might be dumb but like though that is coaching mm-hmm. having your answers answered by an actual human being who in yeah. is who is in google and kind of knows yeah. what they're doing and won't tell you to eat sunflower oil, but <laughs> for another day. <laughs> but we have to learn from stuff. So we learn from our mistakes. That's what Absolutely. people need to understand. Exactly. Absolutely. You have to make mistakes. Okay, I've got my smart thing to say. I've got my smart thing to say. Find a Amaze coach us. who's your... Sorry? Amaze us. Oh, yes. Oh, you're going to love this or hate this. Find a coach who's your bitch rather than a coach who makes you your their bitch. That's and the coach who's your wait, do that again. Find Are you my coach. bitch or am I your bitch? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm your bitch. <laughs> what? So, yeah, it's just I think we're like, confused. Well, see, I told you it's it's too no, it's based off of what uh, Vanessa is like. You need like a coach shouldn't fix you into a system. A coach should modify the systems they have to the given client. So the coach right. is your bitch. They shouldn't make you their own bitch. They shouldn't tell you this is how we do it. They should find out what works for you and work alongside you to get to that. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes more sense. And I'd also add to that, you have to be open to though. If you're closed, if you're thinking you're going to hire a trainer and get a program and that's going to revolutionize your life and your body um, without actually showing up to it and doing the work and engaging with the process and asking questions, being open to receiving help. Some people aren't there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like also being, maybe having a, hiring a coach who will let you know where you are at or help you figure out where you are at 
Um, and I guess that's the same thing. That's still modifying the approach, but like you have to be open. I think a lot of people think they'll buy something and that um, inherently means they'll get results from it. Um, I, I think that like still comes like caveat for me for that is like, I still think that comes from the coach because the coach has to set expectations. Yeah. And like, a yeah. Good, good, like, you know, Larissa said, like, I'm just going to talk with them for like for the first session. It's just like, you have that yeah. talk and you have, and you're like, and I think a good coach has to bring that. It's like, listen, I can only take you so far, but like it's yeah. you. And they have to set that yeah. expectation yeah. from the get go. And be like, I can show you the way, but the first step is taken by you. Last step is taken by you. I can't take, like, I can't make you go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, I think at the end of the, of the day, what matters the most is the effort that's put in the uh, relationship between the coach and the client from Mm -hmm. your side as a coach and also from their side. Like I cannot babysit you and try to be like, please eat more, please come to the gym. And you cannot be like, hey, can we please change things because it hurts my back or stuff like that, you know? So it has to be effort from both sides rationally because we cannot make ourselves unicorns yet. (laughs) As much as I want to be a unicorn, (laughs) as much as I want to be a magician who changes everybody's life with just saying a sentence, we can't happen. Yamahan actually has playing cards that he's been playing with. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for the invite. It was my first podcast ever. So. Oh, amazing! Cool. Yeah. Great. That's a good start. That's really a nice. good start. And we traumatized her so much. You'll be like, yeah, never again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> what? well it's lovely to meet you and i hope you have a great day and charge your phone and um yeah that's it i'll see you on the internet yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Thank and you. listeners we'll see you on the internet too we all live on the internet yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a happy place okay let's go coach some people or whatever we're gonna go do let's go inspire inspire and change, and change lives guys and put starting with ourselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.